Just Jonesy. Just Get right Jonesy. into it then. Okay. I like it. You need a you need a show called Just Jonesy. You think that that would or be Jones good? Or Jonesing with Jonesy. Mm. Have you, I'm sure someone's mentioned that to you before. Yeah, I get that all the time. You should have a Jones. They actually say you should have a show called Jonesy's Jukebox. Jonesy's Jukebox. That's what they say. Meet the Jones. <laughs> uh, this is the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, with Jonesy. Yes, yes. So we have to, I always have to preface kind of like how we even know each other because mm-hmm. I don't quite remember. I'm, I'm going to guess we met at a, at, um, Karma Lounge. No, no, no. Lucky Jacks in New York City. Uh, yeah, you're probably right about that. And uh, you've done. You've been in the game for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the game for quite a while. And now here we are at a cafe yeah. surrounded by some palm trees in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean we're 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 sitting in mulch. I mean it doesn't get any better <laughs> than this. I've never done a podcast knee deep in mulch. Mulch that's just <laughs> absorbed every dog's piss. <laughs> I was thinking this of that. Is the, <laughs> this is the sex actually podcast, the best smelling of all podcasts. Yeah, we smell okay. We don't. This is we've both made it to L.A. It either means we're thriving or this is our burial ground. You it's know what, though, Dave other. Neal, when you're going to make it big someday, and you're going to look back on doing podcasts in neighborhoods that smell like piss as. You know, really formative years in I'll, your life. I'll remember episode 219. <laughs> I'll remember. Th- I think that's what you're this is. O- you're over 200 episodes? Yeah, well, Holy shit, Dude, bro. I've been in this game for a bit. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. How many years have you been well, doing this? Well, uh, uh, four months. I just do one a day. No. I, uh, <laughs> I upgraded to twice a week starting um, several months ago. All right. So I've been boosting the numbers because I, fig- I figured I was paying for the bandwidth and I had shit to say. So why just do like an hour a week? Why not do double the so, – uh, if so you have the time, you, it, why Yeah, not? and sometimes I don't, but I'll literally turn this on on the way home from the west side and just talk for 45 minutes. By yourself? Yeah, I'll do by myself. You'll do a solo cast. I'll just go nuts, man. Okay. And I, you'll, you'll my just last one was – I try. I probably do one out of three solo, one out of three just me and my girlfriend, and then the other one out of three. Oh, you get your girlfriend involved. Yeah, she's she's on it here and there. Uh-huh. I mean, she's on it a good amount. I don't want yeah. her to listen to this. Yeah. And be like, what the fuck? She's on it. Whenever she's available and wants to, she's uh-huh. on it. Do you I've guys, never, do you guys uh, use – Use this space to sort of uh, resolve your major your, therapy. Your lover spats. I, I I keep track of issues I have with her, and then I only mention them on the podcast. That's smart because if she comes off like a huge bitch, then I've won. That's right. So that's she great. knows she has to, and that's a good way to deal with anything because you do, you don't show your true emotion. You you you're more political or more. So you know what I mean? Like if if sure. especially if we if you have a guest on, like if she met you today and then her and I had to air out a fight, she would be a little bit more. She would listen. She wouldn't just get to the fuck you. I'm out. She'd be much more behaved. Yeah, and uh, democratic about it, right? Everything could be solved if we just talk it out on a podcast. Because then the audience knows. The audience knows who's the asshole. Because because if, if whoever stays calm wins the fight, right? I think that's great. You're, you're making me wish that I did this with my ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting right into it, it then. Just air it Did out on the Did you move out here for a girl? No, or, I moved out here to get away from a girl. No, I'm oh. kidding. That, that, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, because those are the main reasons. That's that's how gold was discovered on the West Coast. Some dude was like, I got to leave. I got to get out of here. Yeah, I think so. Someone someone came to get away from their East Coast family, and that's how that's how California and where was Where are you originally from? Uh, Massachusetts. But, like, which part? Oh, Haverhill, Mass. Haver- oh, so that's up there. Yeah, Merrimack that's where Valley. My, that's where my fake ID was out of. Really, Haverhill. <laughs> I had to like know the street name of Haverhill in case. Was the funny thing was so I tell had tell me the street name. Was it my street, dude? I don't. It might have been my. You <laughs> know what crazy that is? It was my fucking. street. I know. I you should have just given me your ID. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not that much older than me. Uh, I had to get. I got this fake, and and I was up in 
I, I didn't even know where Haverhill was. For, like, I just uh-huh. knew it was outside of Boston. And then I found myself in like a in like a um, in a store trying to buy alcohol. First time I think first and only time I've ever used my fake ID. I always use it at bars, but it was the first time I used it at a place. So I was like, at a packy. I was at a fucking packy, kid. It's a, it's, for those of you who don't know, in New England, we refer to liquor stores as packies. Because they're package stores package because stores. we are puritanical and you cannot serve beer at a gas station. God forbid. That's right. You serve a glass of beer Can at you a imagine? shop. There's places <laughs> that in Mass that still don't serve. You, kill, you can't buy alcohol on Sundays still on some You got places. Aaron Hernandez. He gets acquitted of murdering two Unbelievable. guys. Unbelievable. But if he wanted to celebrate with a beer, well, he's in prison already, so he can't. But yeah. yeah he's still doing a lifey. So, uh, so I'm up there. I'm up there in the middle of nowhere, northern Massachusetts, trying to, and I was there for some job training, and I was 19. And um, they put us in a hotel, so I had nothing to do. I was like, I'm going to buy some buy a 12-pack. I'm going to drink some beer. So I go to this place, and I start, like, shooting the shit with the cashier guy using my fake ID. Whatever I could do to get him to, like, not scan it too hard. And we're shooting the shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm not from around here. What Like, what's so-and-so? And it come to turn, I, I was actually in the town next door to where my fake ID was. Oh, so I'm asking see, him all these. You dumbass. Co- yeah, I'm asking him all these questions about, like, the local area. Is saying I'm from not around here, and then my driver's license is it's from five miles over. away. Yeah, but he was he worked at a package store, so he just let me buy it. He didn't give a fuck. Sure, sure. But that was my Haverhill story. <laughs> yeah, Haverhill's good for. Uh, we we probably produce many a fake ID along with other shenanigans it's in good, Haverhill. It, you yeah, don't Haverhill say you're from <laughs> Boston. You say you're from a weird, obscure yes. town, forty miles outside of Boston. Haverhill's a Haverhill's a. Uh, you know, I met a kid last night from Methuen, which was one of the only oh, yeah. other people since I've been out here in L.A. I haven't met a single person from the I knew Merrimack twins. Valley until last night. I knew twins from Methuen. Good fake tans, big, big tits. Yeah? Like, real trashy. Because there's parts of Boston that are kind of like, you have Jersey trash, but then you also have Boston trash. Oh, so Boston Every trash. major city's got yeah, its own yeah, yeah. version of and trash. And Methuen and Haverhill, it's such white trash. I mean, that's... I've. Flourish in white trash. That's where I. That's where I'm from. That's yeah. That's I, great. I, I mean, up hey, I appreciate that. I'm yeah. from uh, Newport, Rhode Island, which is, but which is way trashier than anyone gives it credit because people go, ah, oh, no, fucking no, no. mansions. Because Newport's mansions, trash. Yeah, yeah. All I think of is those mansions. And that's how. And that's how we surprise them with our trash. So where are your trash? Lo- where's uh, your trash you don't located? even notice. Do you live we, in the alley behind the, we, the mansions? It, we prover- the proverbial alley. So so Newport's on an. It's an island, right? Newport, and then the other side of the island is Portsmouth. So Newport means Newport. Portsmouth is Portsmouth, which is like the bay. Portsmouth. Anyway, it yeah, doesn't okay. matter. But then you cross Portsmouth and then you get Tiverton, which is every guy, every like Portuguese name, like like Al, like like Santos, Alvarez, um, Souza, all these. Like it's like four families run this town, and it's all garages. It's all car- Mustangs. They're you know restoring. It's greaseheads. It's all the that's in that that's. Like all, that's what Rhode Island is to me—just people uh-huh. with their Tiverton. muscle car. That's where Tiverton. you're from. That's where you're. Which, that's where the you town. Grew up. That I'm, I grew up in Portsmouth, but Tiverton's just okay. across the bridge. And you would always try to get the girls from different towns because you'd always uh-huh. think they're sexier. Uh-huh. But it's all the same trash. I, I my experience of Rhode Island was uh, doing comedy shows for mobsters at the uh, Comedy Connection. Not just at the Comedy Connection, they, but other private shows around. You know. For for just Rhode Island's way more mob than Boston. It's way more mob. Rhode it's Island like, is where all the Boston mob went. That's where they went to do their business. Vinny Pazienza. Yes, I heard. I hear. <laughs> I We're heard so that, local. People like I, I, heard, I heard that Rhode Island was established by the mob. Like really, pretty much. I is, mean, Rhode Island, I Federal Hill, Providence, yeah. Rhode Island is the mob. See, people don't people don't know this about 
about Providence, no, Rhode Island. They, they, they just think, they think it's think some like, nice brown, yeah, sure. brown. You tell, but you say, in fact, if you watch um, the Whitey Bulger flick with yeah. uh, with uh, Black Mass, Johnny Depp, Black Mass with Johnny Depp, they they actually refer to the those fucking wops and guineas from Rhode Island. That's it. Like cause that's, that's my hood. That's your hood. Wops that's, and that's, guineas. That's my experience. Was going down there to yeah. do shows uh, at uh, you know. A, some fucking rundown theater owned by the mob. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm getting paid. Yeah, even you get the paid booker. in spaghetti and meatballs, <laughs> meatballs and sauce. <laughs> there was a booker down there named Johnny Johnny Parada. Yeah, John Parada. Yeah, yeah Johnny Parada. Big guy. Yeah, big guy. He used to call. Uh, he would murder someone with his hands. I was. I had just started doing stand up, and I would. I lived with my parents, and he would call. And this was. This was even before cell phones. He would call and leave messages on the machine, and my parents, Josie, this is Johnny P. I got some gigs for you. You're gonna call. And my parents were like, "Who is this? Who's yeah. this scary gangster calling you?" He's from that messages. genre where you you pick up the phone when he calls. Oh yeah, that's like he, he gets so insulted. <laughs> they, they get insulted if you don't answer. And if I get a phone call, I go, "Oh shit, I don't uh, know this number. I'm not gonna answer it." And we don't answer the phone because the guys like that. Because then you answer the phone and you don't have a lie picked out. No, I know you're not ready for you're whatever. Ready they're asking. It. Are jo- you free? Why? Johnny <laughs> P. Johnny P. got me a, a gig in a living room once. <laughs> That's true. He um. So I met him because he he books a bringer show at Comedy Connection, which is an old bank in East Providence. So it's he, literally he's moved a, up to. He's booking the shows at the club. Did now. a bringer show there? I mean, right. yeah, does he do real shows? I don't know. Yeah. But that whole it's real. It's a real sketchy environment. And then the locals, being from Rhode Island, I mean, I I started stand up in New York, so I consider I I like to think I'm a. I don't like to say I'm a Rhode Island comedian because yeah. there's this weird thing about the local acts because local no matter where you go is super hacky it's like oh the fucking bug on the 95 like real specific references that audiences love but like you're like you can't use that anywhere else no no. boston has that to an extent but like most comics that i know that come from boston are in new york like because boston scene kind of dried up a little bit did it dry up? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I so mean, long. they I now they have um, Laugh Boston, but they, uh, the comedy yeah. connection in Boston and gone. a few other places were gone. Nix so. is still there, I believe. Yeah, so. so they have a few spots, but it's like, pe- but so many comics will come up from New York. So I feel like if you're a local, good luck. But same thing out here. It's like if you're if you started comedy out here, it's like good luck. You're oh, it's tough to start out here. Yeah, it's really it's really. Where hard. did you start? I began in Boston, but I only did a year, and then immediately came to New York. And you were so. Let me get this right. You were also in a band, or what, oh, what was I was your, in, what's your music? Yeah, my music. I did music before comedy, before right. stand up. Um, in fact, at one point in Boston, I sort of ditched the joke telling a couple months in because it was so fucking hard. Yeah, and I became a guitar act for a little while. Oh, you're doing just like funny songs. I would do funny songs, originals, and parodies. Oh, there you go. Um, and that always kills though. The cadence of it. Dude, that's why it was so... You don't have that's to, why like, the wait. transition was so fucking easy. I'm like, I'm telling jokes. I'm telling jokes. And when you're new, you just don't get n- no laughter at all. Yeah. It, I brought that guitar up once. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to play this this song about converting a lesbian. And then it fucking destroys. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep playing these songs. Because you're playing in front of other comics, but you're doing something different. And I, I had to follow Justin Willman once. He's a magician. Well, and the dude's well. been on the Tonight Show a billion times. He's yeah, spe- yeah. And he's and he's up there on stage doing magic. And he's doing good magic. Shit's disappearing in front of us. And then I got to go up and be like, I'm containing stuff. And uh, it's it, like it, you can't compete with it. Yeah, you can't compete. With it. And and I noticed right away I'm doing music that the comics can't follow me. So now I start headlining every show because no one can follow <laughs> music. Then I start getting paid work right away. Uh, like right away getting paid work because of the guitar. 
And so, and do you do the guitar at all anymore? Hardly anymore. Uh, wow, but it's occasionally an it is an option. Do you do college shows? I do not. Because a guitar, no. I used to, key but I don't. College. I don't do college shows anymore, and I have no desire to. Uh, just the PC culture, or of course, the politics of it. And I can't stand college kids. Yeah, so I don't want to do it. Well, uh, I got a college show at UCLA. I got to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's different when you're going and you're <laughs> headlining, and you, you yeah, have to yeah, like yeah. you're the only act, and and uh, yeah, you're p- performing at like a cafeteria at lunchtime, or I mean. I've heard nothing but horror oh, stories. Oh, I've done those. I've done, you know, I've done. But they pay. They pay. I got a great story. I did a show at URI. Uh, My alma mater. Is that your alma yeah, mater? Yeah. Okay, so I did senior week in, uh, at URI, and they rented, an, they, they rented an island. Oh, shit. A small, an actual small island. They boat you out there? A little boat out there. Uh, I'm brought out there because one of the comic that got the gig was older, but he's like, oh, I'm going to get Jonesy because he does that guitar shit, and the kids are going to love it. So he brings me. <laughs> the kids, the the kids, kids are going to love the it. The kids are going to love it. Jonesy, just do your thing. It's like, parada. The I'm kids like, are going to love it. What am I doing here? He's like, it's just, just college kids. Just go do your thing. Play your songs about the lesbians and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So, so I get on. So I get on. So you're on a boat together? So No, we the boat. they boat us out to the island. So I'm on the That's island. That's how you know it's a, you're I'm, for a night. I'm college age. <laughs> I see, oh, it's senior week here at this big school, and there's tents everywhere, and each tent has a thing going on. Oh, there's beer pong in this tent. There's free barbecue in this tent. There's a fucking X-rated hypnotist in this tent. There's fucking free draft beer in this tent, and there's chicks everywhere. I'm like, this is going to be the best time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here all night and fucking get laid and meet college chicks. But first, let me crush with the guitar. So then I, so, <laughs> so I get on and I We're start about doing them it. lesbians. So I, I play my, I play a couple songs. I did a parody at the time about you two. Instead of, uh, it's a beautiful day. Mine was soup of the day. So I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to throw my art around, but <laughs> please <laughs> it was, do. It's a real classic. <laughs> so, so then I start doing. So the you les- got your life preserver yeah. on, and you just <laughs> right off the boat. Mm-hmm. Just Gilligan's hat, you yep, captain, yep. <laughs> and you just. <laughs> So then I start I start playing this song that I had at the time about converting a lesbian. You know, I'm dude. I'm 20 years old. I'm a fucking. I'm writing songs about. Well, crass that's what you shit. know. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid shit. You know what I mean? Uh, they start booing. No. The front few rows get up, stand up. But they but must have been wasted. Sti- they no. must have been boozing on the whole. Oh, boat maybe. Ride. Yeah. They, well, my senior week, week, everyone's wasted. Well, there's no boozing on the boat. The the boat is just transportation over to the island, which is only like a five minute boat ride. It was oh, okay. Ten minutes boat ride. It was really really. It, but they had been doing this all day, drinking, I'm assuming. Yeah. And so they, uh, the first few rows stand up and just like p- screaming, screaming to stop. And the, I look over to the dude who booked me who was headlining and uh, his, he uh, – Was it the X-rated his name, was, his name was Harrison. No, but the X-rated Hismatist was there. He was John there too? Something. Santos. He, John Santos. He had his own or tent. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a huge New England he's, guy. He was, he's huge. They, yeah. hired, they had a big budget. They hired this guy too. He was, they had all these tents. With that is a big on. budget. Well, yeah. I'm, in the, I'm in the stand-up tent. So then oh, I look at Harrison and Harrison's like, come on, get off. Greenbaum? No, Stebbins. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, Boston guy, really okay. funny, really funny Boston comic. But he was uh, trying to get you off, like get out he's of there. Get, he's like, come on, and I'm like, all right. So I cut it short, and I, I get off, and uh, uh, come to find out after. So Harrison comes on and destroys. Really? And then, uh, afterward, him and I are in the green room, and then uh, the these ladies come in, and uh, they're like, he has to leave. We want him off the island immediately. What? So it turns out lesbians. The, the the group that actually booked the stand up tent Softball was the team. LGBT. Stop <laughs> it! It was it was the LGBT community. And you don't get this information. I before. did not of have this why, information. Why would they give you this information? I had no fucking idea that it was the LGBT. Oh That's why God. also they were in the first few rows. Because <laughs> I just saw the 
the first five rows just stand up and just they're just appalled, you know, like get oh the my fuck gosh. out. And uh, so uh, th- they gave me my check, and then I had to get on the boat and immediately leave the island. And I didn't get to hang out in the. I'll tell you what, though, the, that's the, the safest. The that's the safest story of like, I've heard. I mean, like, I, like LG. Like, it's it sucks that the, the lesbian group uh, 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 booked you, but it could have been like you could have had like a black joke or something, and it could have oh, been sure. like uh, NWAC. It could have been the bike a biker gang. You know yeah, what I mean? I've heard you're, stories you're right. where you like you have sure. to like find the back door and get the fuck off. Oh, for real! And I love that you're like waterlocked. <laughs> I was you totally know, there's no back door. You no. have a bay. <laughs> if they want to drown me, they're drowning me. Yeah, you have like one dock. The lesbians. One dock in, one dock out. <laughs> that's funny. It was. That's. Uh, that's like when. It, but that's the worst moment I think I've probably ever had. This is. W- this is why I need to make a friend with a cartoonist because I would yeah. love to see that as, as like an a animation. Cartoon. An hey, animation. That's a great idea. That. I would love that as well. Somebody out the way, there know an list- animator, please. Yeah, we and animators by the hour are very expensive, so we need a real budget. So if you know like an Indian dude that's over in India making 50 cents an hour to animate, that's that's our speed. If you have a great lesbian animator, <laughs> just we ask, <laughs> we'll promote you. Now, just to make it clear, so your viewers know. So I you did not flip those lesbians. No, I didn't convert any oh, of those lesbians. Oh, the irony. Those lesbians definitely <laughs> flipped me. <laughs> flipped you on the fucking tugboat. And then the check didn't clear. No, just kidding. Uh <laughs> Uh, That's great. You got the check. Just by the way, though, like I just wanted to be clear on your podcast. I don't want people to prejudge me. I don't do material like that anymore. I was 20 years old and I did stupid shit. Yeah, of course. I, my material is extremely smart now and socially conscious. But you can still do a lesbian flipping joke. You might just have to defend yourself in the joke. I would only do that if I actually did flip a lesbian and I and it and I felt the need to talk about it. I wouldn't just talk about this subject. To talk about it, yeah. the universe is infinite, and there's a million things to talk about. So I don't talk What's about so rape. I don't talk about les- yeah. converting lesbians. And, I don't, and someday, I don't, I, and someday, I'm not you, someday you might. Someday you might have the 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 original view of something, and you bring it back in your experience. Hundred percent. But it, it would have to be an original. I would have to feel very strongly about that. This is an original view. Otherwise, it's not worth my stage time. It's cringeworthy. It's worth- the jokes you'll tell your first year of comedy. I, I look back I, on it with complete embarrassment. Don't you? I had one. I had one about dating a black girl, and I'll I'll still do the joke once in a while, but almost like ironically, like almost <laughs> like like I did the other night in in front of a room. I was I was having an okay set, but it was a super urban. It has to it has to be in front of an urban crowd. It only works with an urban crowd. Only okay if it's in front of white white people cannot handle yeah. the 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 kind of like dissecting of the stereotypes. But black sure. but and anyway, they the don't fact have that the, I, they don't have the permission to, to they to, don't feel right. that they have the permission. But but to, I know that laugh. I could do it in a in an urban room. Sure. But it, but in mixed rooms, I mean, not so much a full urban room. Uh-huh. I got it. But uh, but um yeah, looking back and just cringing that I would do that joke. Um, I did it. I did it in Arizona, and this other comic was like, "Dude, what are you fucking doing?" <laughs> you actually got that reaction of a yeah, comic. Yeah, what do you fuck? Because we this never say that to each other. With. We just go. I we know. always go. Hey, good set, man. Even he, if you did something. Even if you fuck it, fuck up. Yeah, we just go, like, hey, hey, man, the fucking audience is tight, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not you, man. It's that oh, audience. It's those it's fucking tight. lesbians, man. It's not you. So, dude comes up to you, goes, "What you, are you fucking doing?" I was doing a guest set at um at a, uh, a house of comedy in Scottsdale, 105 degrees outside, Orny Adams headlining. And this other comic, um, I'm a good friend of, a friend of him, Josh Nasser. He's like a real funny guy. I know Josh. Yeah, you know Josh, real yep. funny. So, but if you know Josh, you probably know, like he can say something like that. And, and like, look at you with, in, with sincerity. And you're not mad at him. Cause he's done it for what, like a decade longer than me. And he's like, what, what were you, what were you doing there? Like, what was that? <laughs> he's like, what do you, what, <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, Oh, it didn't go well. The only black guy in the audience 
uh, the only black guy in the audience was a guy who he, he was dating a white girl. So it was an interracial relationship. And that was yeah. what my joke was about. I was talking about a, a, a dating a black girl once. And, um, and they, they, they laughed whatever. It was like 20 people in the room. It was really like off season, real hot day. So like the audience was like barely there. But anyway, after the show, I find out the one guy, the one black guy that was there came because he listens to the podcast. So he was, Your a, he was a fan. Dude. Yeah. And he's a super nice guy. Super and nice guy. And then he did guy. a racist bit right in front of his face. Right in front of his face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was my little, literally only fan I've ever oh made. Oh, my God. And he's gone. And then, no. So he actually, he, he had a, some white chick. And then he came back to another show I did in Arizona a year later and brought a different cute chick. White so, like, as well? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cute. Big, big boobs. Uh, I was like, I was like, and I didn't, you know, you, did you ever know, like notice sometimes you're more observant on stage. There's something about the, the rush of adrenaline that on stage, I can always remember everything. And I didn't even notice he was with this like hot white chick until I was on stage. So I like immediately had to like do crowd work, but like, I didn't notice it was the guy I knew until I started talking to him. Mm-hmm. Cause you never want to talk to someone, you know, it's just like sort of a weird thing. It's like, you want it to be genuine and not. You would never. That's why you never want your friends in the front row and shit like that. Just yeah, like stay yeah. in the back. I'll work on these strangers. I can I can fuck this up and never see them again. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. so yeah. of course I get into it and then I'm like, oh shit, I know this guy. He came to another show and I've uh, and, you know, on two different occasions I probably I cock blocked him on one and I made fun of his race on the other. And, I was and like, now you're <laughs> talking about him on the podcast. Do you think he's actually listening? I don't know if he's still on board. Are you still mm. on board? Uh, you know who you are. What was his um, name? Oh, Derek. I could be wrong. <laughs> You're I'm one fan. Super nice guy. This is not how you build a fan base. Super Dave. cool guy. I'm so glad he came out. Thanks for supporting. Please donate to Dave's uh, pa- Patreon <laughs> account. I, I haven't done the Patreon yet. Uh, I started I, it. I have no backers, though. No backers? No That's my fear is that no one yeah. – then they'll really know that no one supports me. Yeah. I, I checked it today and it was – you see zero. Oh, jeez. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get, you know what? Let's earn you some backers Ooh, by the end dude, of this episode. Dude, please. I, you know how I pimp it out, too? Because I, 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 I feel weird about saying give me money. I feel weird about that. Yeah. Well, because uh, you're from New England and you yeah. have all this weird guilt. Yeah, I got all this weird guilt about a, give are you me Catholic? money. Your family Catholic? I was raised Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so same here. So, so, all right. Catholic, so you, you know, Irish, Catholic guilt. So, so I feel weird about saying give me money. So this is what I say. I say, hey, buy me a fucking cup of coffee. I'm a broke-ass comedian. I'm making podcasts. I'm making videos. All I'm asking is buy me some coffee. All right? There you go. If you saw me in a, at a bar, you'd buy me a beer, right? Yeah. Well, a beer is like twice as much in LA, that is a cup of coffee. Just give me a fucking cup of coffee. Get someone, get Jonesy a cup of coffee. That's right. So we actually we go to patreoncom slash funny Jones and buy me funny a cup Jones. of coffee. Funny, funny Jones. Funny Jones. Funny Jones. I guarantee. Um, I don't want to put him on the spot. We got this Christian is a fucking awesome listener, and I I did something similar. I was like, anyone wants to Venmo me a cup of coffee? And sure enough, he like slides me a five bucks on Venmo. <laughs> and as soon as <laughs> nice. he did it, I was like, oh, I feel like a fucking <laughs> asshole because I don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just feel weird because you have guilt. Because like God forbid, I mean this thing costs me. You know, you, you spend twenty bucks a month to host the thing, and I don't want anything in return. And that's that's what keeps artists poor is that we don't we want we we don't want. The paycheck, if it's coming from like somebody, we want like know, the, the, right? the man to pay us. We want <laughs> we want uh, Johnson and Johnson to write the check or Burger King, right? Or an LBGT, whatever, <laughs> or an LGBT community that you I, just insulted L-B-G-T. on an island. T. I can never say it. LGBT, lesbian, get LGBT, LBGT, lesbian. That was, but that was probably before. That was before gender. the Q and the T made it. Now there's a QT. This was before the QT. Before the QT. I can't keep up with these That's, acronyms. Yeah, you're dating yourself on uh, on how long ago this was. Sure, sure. LGBTQBWNG. Pre-QT. What, what is all that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Aren't we all queer? 
You know what I mean? Do your fa- do your fans appreciate uh, you talking about comedy I, and stand up? I, or do they just I, want to just get to the sex, bro? Just get to the fucking sex. You know what? That's the thing, though. It's like whatever whatever holds my attention is the is the law of the land. Yeah. And if it's and if it's something, if I want to if I want to talk about finances, <laughs> or something, and someone wants to tune off, it's like bye, <laughs> uh, bye. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, you um, can do that. You got you got two hundred episodes in the can. I feel like you can dictate your. I'll own I'll tell you what. I'm out of sex stories. I've done seven stories for every time I've gotten laid. You know what I mean? I've looked at it from every angle. You can. I got nothing. How were, how were you growing up before karaoke, stand up, singing? Before before you had that uh, the guitar and that kind of. How thing? did you know the karaoke thing though? Well, oh, we didn't even bring that up, did we? I knew you did. No. I knew you were a karaoke guy because of your your bit. I remember your bits, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You have a I, hilarious karaoke bit. Oh, that I don't do anymore. I'm glad that you like it. Wait, do you, wait. Do you have that karaoke bit online? Shit, I don't is think it, I got it online if, do you, anymore. Do you, you don't have a karaoke bit? I was going to say, I can I play it, it at the end of this if you wanted me to I'll share it. I'll have to find it and send it to if you. If you can find it, we'll play it at the end of this. I will. I'm not, very flattered that you remember that bit. I enjoyed that bit. Dude, you have bit. a great voice. You kill, you kill it. Yeah. And well, that was like, yeah. So here's, I mean, as a, as a stand-up, though, here's, here's uh, and maybe your audience will find this interesting, but this is like a look inside to the craft. Uh, to get laughs on punchlines that are singing is really not joke writing. And uh, I had to make a change. I've made many changes in my act as I grow. I learn how to do it better. I learn how to write better. And, uh, I, you know, so some of these bits, they fall away for various reasons. And with that bit, I was getting cheap laughs and applause. Dude, but you're being hard on yourself. Over the fact that I can sing. It's a tool. It's like an impressionist. You could you could say some guy's a hack because he can do an impression, but it's like that's a tool that works. Sure, it's a tool that works. But, but I know uh, what you mean. But it's, but not, uh, it's not. It's not. My guitar was also a tool that worked too, and I've I've gone away from that because I I have I hold myself to a higher standard, and and no one else is gonna. So I have to do that. Sure, there are times when if I really need a cheap applause or do do something, I can bring out that bit and make it. And there sometimes I will. In 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 when I'm doing shows in Middle America, where some of my smarter bits. I know they're not going to land. Um, I will go to a, a bit like that, an older bit that that will get a and that often involves me doing some sort of energetic performance, which I don't do anymore. So um, what are you doing? What are you doing more now? I need to. We need to do a show together or see you because yeah. I haven't seen you even. I haven't seen you. Uh, I tried to make it to one of your shows at the Federal Bar. I think cause that was, but that was like a long time ago. Oh sure, so I'm, like, I'm going to be there again soon. Um, I love the Federal Bar. That's a good little joint. That, that I, guy's that, that guy I, TK, right? Yeah, TK. I did his TK show at Manson. Sycamore Lounge. That dude is fucking oh, I insane. Did it there. Yeah, he is insane. He's got like a he's got like a um, uh, toupee and like a he's he's like a Texan who's like bad. He's like his whole thing's like the rebels of comedy. Yeah, but he yes. but he but he actually is that guy. Yeah, like he yeah. is like an he's like a, a older guy, but he he kind of dresses. He's kind of got that like affliction kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's funny. He's quite a character, and his yeah. wife is a. I don't know if you've met his, his wife. His wife does stand up as well, and I think. she's very funny as well. And yeah, she's super talented and wonderful. Let's just pitch other they're, comics. They're a good. <laughs> they're a good. <laughs> no, but that's no, but so so you've been doing more writing. So yeah, sp- smarter stuff, smarter stories bits. or what? Very strong opinions. That I that I have about the world now. I have a point of. I'm crafting a point, an actual point like of view. Like why you shouldn't flip lesbians. Sure. You like why you shouldn't flip. <laughs> why you should flip your opinion on why, that. Why you shouldn't convert lesbians unless unless they want to. <laughs> Not that there's In anything which wrong case, with that. <laughs> you're allowed to. <laughs> and and certainly don't do uh, songs about it on an island that uh, on a show that was booked by the uh, LGBT. Yeah, that, that's that's intimidating. Uh, an island. Yeah. I did I did shows at a at a festival once and I had to perform um on the water. 
I was literally the water was underneath me, but it was like a restaurant wow, dock. Damn. So I I could have been pushed off into the bay. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. It was Catalina. So it was oh, technically on an Catalina. Island. You did a show in Catalina. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It was a Bud Light festival. Oh and, man, um, that sounds like if, a blast. If anyone if anyone started a fight with me, I could have them kicked off the island for the weekend. For real? Because it was a it was a three day event. That's and they powerful. All, and I could have I could have pointed. So I had one guy who was being he was drunk, of course, and he was being an asshole. And I and I and I got, I got him to walk, but I could have. If he wanted to start shit, you, you know what I mean. Him off the it atom. was this weird kind of like confidence I had as was, as an employee, sure. but light for the weekend. <laughs> I was like, I might not be killing, but you have to at least like me, <laughs> or you're gone. And that, yeah, so I guess I have done an island, but uh, that's a little different. There's uh, there's escapes, there's escape routes from that island. It sounds like you were on like a sand barge. <laughs> it was a very small private island. It was pretty fucking scary. Uh, it, it went from oh, this is a paradise to wow, I'm very afraid and. Um, so so everyone does everyone does creative shit to get girls. That's that's yeah, pretty so, much the heterosexual reason you get into shit. That or yeah, I mean I've gotten laid more singing, to be honest with you, singing karaoke than any other thing I've ever done. And I used to do material about that, you know, about how you know. I mean, it's basically this is a, this is a cliche we all say. It's like the drummer in the worst band gets more pussy than the funniest stand-up comedian. There you go. In LA. I mean, that's a truism, right? Women just want that music. They just are so drawn to music. And so, I mean, I pulled so much tail singing in bands and, and doing karaoke. It's with karaoke, ridiculous. you get to sing the song, and right after, she can hit on you. Right after? Stand up, it's like there's still a show they have to watch. Sure, so they chances have to sit are. There. Yeah, she, and then may, there may, a guy may go on after you that's even funnier. But you're not giving credit to, to yeah. how easy it is to pull chicks as a comedian. It is Once, still easy. It is, even I as mean, a, compared to regular dudes at regular construction jobs and shit oh like my gosh. that i mean yes we have it we we've have got it an amplified microphone that's right that tells you've assuming you do well which that's what you're trying to do sure even if you don't do great if you can you still have that power and the the command of the audience it's, it sounds i sound like hitler explaining sure. you've got the audience but you've got like you've got you've got it, it's uh instant one up over the chump who's watching you it's an alpha move yeah, it's a total alpha move, and and women can sniff out the alpha, and they're you know they say that they're attracted to the alpha in the bones, you know, in the bones. I mean, we're all <laughs> monkeys when you really break we're it monkeys. down. We're hairless monkeys. Oh, we and are. So the the alpha male, you know, if you you watch how apes do their thing, it's an alpha male thing, and he and he fucks all the chicks. Yeah, and, and everyone, he does. And, and all the other dudes are like, "You're trying to one up him," but that alpha male's funnier than them. And then, and then they can't throw their shit at you. They try to throw right. your shit at you, and you make a joke about it. And you make it, a joke and about it, and, 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 and parlay that momentum into getting more chicks. To get more chicks. And all the other female apes are like, oh, my God, he's so funny. Look what he did with the shit that was thrown at you're him. You're making fun of it, but you're right. It's, you're, true. it's, it's absolutely true. It's, and women, women don't like, uh, f- for the most part, to admit that because, they, no, I just like a nice guy. No, you like the guy you, who, who has power, and it's a genetic, it's a DNA thing. It's not like that. You don't want the strong. Like it's not necessarily the physically strongest. It's in our society now. It's it's wit. Wit yeah, will yeah, get yeah. you farther. That's than, right. That's what you need to survive. Exactly. Because now we're dealing with the epigenetic. Now it's gone beyond the genetic. It's epigenetic. What does that mean? I mean it's culture. Now are you the alpha male? Not in the <laughs> fucking jungle. Are you the alpha male in the culture? You know, are you the alpha male? Sly, smooth. Sure. Does that mean you may make the most fucking cultural? Bucks, you yeah. know what I mean? And you, you might not, yeah, it might not be a you may cash be a currency. Celebrity in the culture. That's also you can get on stage and win a girl over versus the guy who's making two hundred thousand a year doing sure. his financing because sure. you've got potential to be a rock star. Sure, but in this town, being a comic 
it doesn't impress girls as much because we have a lot of other variables with entertainment and there's a power structure here. And, 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 and people come here from all across the world and it's a very unique type of people here. Are you finding it hard in L.A. to meet a chick who just like – who actually respects what you do? Uh, yeah, I, I have found it difficult and I think it's because everybody out here is doing these things. And so, I mean, how many times do you meet someone? I'm a comedian. They'll go, oh, my friend so-and-so is a comedian. Oh, my roommate's a comedian. It's like everybody knows a comedian. Out here. Some guy. Some guy. That and, and it oftentimes is someone who I've never met before who's probably done it a couple of times who just walks around saying that he's a comedian exactly. or she's a comedian. And it, so, there's no, there's no um, credential to it. There's no there's union. No, cre- <laughs> no you, are a, you are a comedian if you say you're a comedian. It's a bunch of PR flattery. See, that's what Scientology got right, right? Yeah. So they've got levels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this, is what, this is actually a long – I'm not even hit recording. We're just trying to pitch you for Scientology. Mm. So at least they <laughs> at least they have levels. So you can be like, oh, I'm on this rung or whatever. Yeah, I'm levels. a T5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, it, but with us, it's like, yeah, unless you have that special. I mean, I guess it's like, oh, he's done Conan or certain things, but for the most part, there's um, it's 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 the only place where you can have a lineup full of people, and the guy who's never done comedy before might be following Dave Chappelle. It really could happen. There's yeah. these shows where, as long as you bring people, they'll put you on the lineup out so, here. And then forever, you can say you did a show with Dave Chappelle. There you go. And they will say that. Oh, they will. Oh, uh, it goes on the resume. Performed with Dave Chappelle. You mean like you went on tour with him? No, I meant he just happened to pop into Clancy's <laughs> Clancy's Pub when I was doing a spot there, and he closed it down with two hours. I uh, so so. There was a dude, this uh, comic who posted, he was uh, at a restaurant and the, the waitress or whatever, he started talking about being a stand-up and she was like, oh, I, I know some comedians. And the guy was like, oh yeah, who? And she was like, I'm friends with Chris D'Elia. And he was like, all right. Because Chris uh, D'Elia, yeah, if, yeah. If, 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 if the listeners might not know, he's, he's pretty successful. Oh, the so, listeners should know Chris D'Elia, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's pretty successful. It's a network so, television And style. he's also b- probably, probably banged a lot of chicks. Uh, you know, you uh, kidding me? But who hasn't? I mean, Have you seen that hair? It's unbelievable. Yeah. You got well, hair like well, that Well, so too. I was at the Laugh Factory on the uh, upstairs and I was watching, I was watching below and uh, had my hair down. And um, someone came up to me and was like, Chris, and Chris was sitting three down for me. But we, yeah, with, from behind, it was with just a lot of hair. Although I will say, Chris, and no offense to me, he's hilarious and he's super successful, but we don't, we're not on the same page hair-wise. No, your hair is way I've better. Got way better. I mean, yeah, 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 he, I agree. he can have talent and success sure. in the house and all these things, but like, like don't, you, can, you can mistake us for the hair, but not on a close inspection. Sure. But anyway, that's why I say no, I sound like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you have great hair. You're He's got success, so I need it. something. You know what I you mean? You do need something. You're doing a podcast and piss-smelling mulch. So was, <laughs> it easier, was it easier in New York to like meet a chick after a set versus here? Yes, and I will tell you why. Uh, there's no getting in your car and driving away. True. We all linger on the sidewalk. Yeah, the mingling in New York is yeah, you astounding. Just, we all mingle on the street. It or rolls over to the bar next door. It rolls over to the bar next door. Totally. Some of these, some of these places, uh, the venue depends on the venue, I guess. But they have a bar upstairs or whatever you go. Like you mentioned, uh, but, TK's place. But they, a, but they, but in the end, they probably drove. They, they probably, probably have drove. to go feed their meter. There are so probably, many more reasons. They have to go home really quickly and feed their French bulldog. Yeah, and it, yeah, they got to get up early for the hike. There's uh. a there's a whole yeah because in New York the bars. Or at, at minimum, are open till three or four, uh, and then you can always find another place to sure. go if you haven't closed the sale. So, like in New York, you you can you can spend more time getting to know somebody and drink. But at the same time, I think it's less about being drunk and more about being like, oh, I had fucking spent the the guy had a show at ten. It's four. Let's go fuck. We know each other. We That's now, three we, dates in L.A. Yeah, I heard you talk. I know all about your mom. You talked about her on stage. Yeah, I know all about you have genital warts right now, and you're dealing with it. And, <laughs> and I'm okay Who with that. <laughs> that uh, that's the, yeah. That's the other. That's the other thing is that 
we 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 have this um this check mark. We have this like social verification as comedians because we're not just some dude who's gonna. Uh, take advantage of a chick and just disappear. Like you Google us, you know, you like you oh. you can't you can't treat girls that uh, it, it's less anonymous because you've been on the stage and vetted in this like kind of social area. Sure. And I think that so, like as comics, we're probably one of the most honest artists in the culture. I think. I mean, comics are the last bastion of anti PC. In a way, like we're the last ones that I mean, we're seeing some of our peers get affected by this. But for the most part, we can get up there and really express ourselves honestly, which a lot of the um, a Amy lot of Schumer did a great job of not apologizing. She's, she's got her own issues that people have to deal with. Don't even she touch doesn't it, have to apologize. She didn't have to. She didn't and apologize. None of us have to apologize. We shouldn't have to apologize. And you don't have to. And you shouldn't let the audience respond. If they want to kick you off the island, that's that's and, and how great is that? That's like fucking survivor. That's society right there. Let yeah. the audience decide what they want to do with you. Right. So, like, we we're pretty we're pretty honest artists. I feel like, in general, uh, relatively speaking, at this moment in the culture, because where where a lot of artists are being stifled, yeah. the expression is being, um, you know, they're t- kind of tightening the screws on some of this uh, freedom of expression. But we are one of the last ones to be able to like really do it. And I, but I think that has to fall, like you were saying, with dating and stuff you it, it it has to overlap also into your personal life and we really have to own up and be honest to the people that we're dating and that's getting me in trouble though uh because they like you said they they we can be googled we can be you know they can listen to what we're saying on stage like you have to be mindful and i think you should be upfront with the people that you're dating and, and, and that kind of shit and it took me a while to learn that but did you have problems with, like, dating a girl and her not liking your lifestyle then? Because sometimes they'll meet you. They're like, this is great. And then all of a sudden, the next week, you're like, I got to go do this again. I got more shows. And they're like, well, well what about I dates? I mean, you have so many comics on this show that probably answer this question. Yes, yes. That's, that's a problem. Th- there's, there are several reasons why our, you know, commitment. I'm not saying, like, cheating-wise. I'm just saying, you know, it's just, you, you, one day, that, you know, we have, we have passion. And you're like, oh, I'm dating this girl. And the next day, it's over. And it's because, you know... Did they look? Did they look you up and down and go, "Oh, geez, this guy can't be serious." It's like, can you find success in a relationship before you're successful in your career? Well, if you have someone who <clears throat> has taste and sees your act and says that's what you're saying is good, and uh, you're talented and you're smart, and uh, they have to, they should respect that. Yeah. And oh yeah, you couldn't date someone who like doesn't think you're gonna be successful at least. But stand ups are very binary. I don't it's think like, I don't like think you're they should be successful or you're not. I, you know, if 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 a woman is with you for the for the idea that you're gonna be successful in at some point in the future, then that I don't want that woman. Yeah. You understand? How many artists have died broke in the ditch, man? And does that take away from what they did? And should they not have been loved while they were alive? You know what uh, yeah, I mean? Yeah, I hear you. You know, uh, Herman Melville died in obscurity. No one knows who Herman – he's the greatest American prose writer of all time. He's died Didn't in, know that. Died in obscurity. Moby Dick is the greatest American novel ever written. He wrote Moby Dick? Yes, he wrote Moby Dick. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> you, worst. You, you cunt. Comics are so <laughs> smart. He wrote Moby Dick? Yes. He's the greatest American novel ever written. He's – he. you know – No, I know this. I know the story. Not of. known – you know, Van Gogh, yeah. not known when he died. And, and, you know, so you're a woman and you meet Van Gogh. If you, you see what he's doing, is if you don't see that as dynamic and beautiful and you can't love him for that, despite right. the fact that he's also an epileptic and, and, and occasionally swallows his tongue and blacks out, all these things that Van Gogh had that were a problem. Um, we've all passed out with some Taco Bell. Like, we've have, all had our issues. We've all had our issues. Uh, 
No, but I'm not saying that necessarily. That women they still have to they they still have to think like you're going to provide for them because in the end, women want the well, protection of like maybe not anymore. I mean, what about this whole women's lib movement? These women these women are independent, man. The the whole playing a card like oh I could provide for you. I don't know how much clout that has anymore. I'm meeting yeah. women that are completely independent. Um, that that doesn't that doesn't move them as much as some other things. I mean. And I think I think that's a good thing for relationships because it's less leaning on on one another and more like all right you find your success I'll find mine and we can share like uh, with Tasha I mean by all means she still wants me to like you know like we were saying we have a hard time kind of like cashing in on our own stuff that we're working on like uh, I had a show in um, in the valley at Northridge. No need uh, to brag. <laughs> it was a college <laughs> show that I put together. So it was in uh-huh. like some like rec room. It was two, fr- it was a fraternity and a sorority. And this one chick didn't want did, she didn't have to be a girl, but she was, she didn't want to do the show if I didn't pay for her gas. And I was like, Oh, I put it together. No one's getting paid. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, good for this girl that she like, won't do a show. If someone doesn't pay for her to at least show up, she, she at least has a value. She's set to her stand up. <laughs> where, where me, it's like, I got asked to do some high time four twenty show like an hour and a half away. Uh-huh. And I, I think they're paying for gas, but the, even if they weren't, yeah, I was yeah. still like, "Yeah, I'll be there." <laughs> it's like, we're, it's like, what, what the fuck are we like? Have a little value, you know? Sure. Well, you also got to put take in consideration the show was in Northridge, so I mean, that's, that is true. But yeah. come on, that's twenty minutes. It's at night. I don't know. Is it only twenty minutes? Oh yeah, it's really? barely at the four hundred five. In okay, it's just above the. I think of Northridge like as far. For, yeah. For no. Me, I mean, for it, me, I'd be like, "Hey, Dave, could you give me some gas money for that?" Because it's Northridge, and I don't want to go to Northridge. But it's like at the end of the day, <clears> everyone else was like happy to do the show because we mm. all. But maybe she thought it was college; it was paid. But it's like it wasn't. It was in. It was in a rec hall. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, but but so so to steer it back. So like my girl, like she knows the majority of my money isn't made doing stand up, but she knows that like I'm in. Inve- she knows that every joke and bit that you write is a, it, it goes into your stand up bank account. Because what we do, it's like you don't really cash in till like you really have your shit till you've been quote unquote passed by a certain level, yeah. and then <clears throat> and then but they have to at least think that you're on the way to that, e- even if it's not that they're gonna try to make money off of you. It's just like they want to know that you're successful and you're what they signed up for. I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the girl, uh, and it depends on why you do this. Look, um, if you're doing this because you love it. Right? Maybe you make no money at it and you work another job, but you do this because you love it. Like anything else, I mean, your lover should, your, your partner in life should sh- support the things that, you, that yeah. you love. It may not be stand-up. It may be you like to, uh, you know, put on the pads and play uh, adult baseball. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that may be. I do that thing. as well. I know you said. do that. That's why I'm saying that. I know. I know. I don't all make about, money doing that. Of course you do. Of course you do. And neither does Andy. And, but you guys do it because it's so fun. Yeah. And and I see the pictures and videos, and I, I know. So maybe that's your thing. And, and it's important to have a thing because you can't. Your thing can't be the relationship. The relationship sure. has to be like. They, we always say this. It has to be the dessert in the in the meal. You got to have your thing, your entree, and then the relationship benefits from the fact that you're already fed. You don't go to the store when you're hungry because then you fucking buy all the shit you don't need. Right. The relationship, you shouldn't be seeking it in desperation. Sure, sure. That's why I've always met way more dynamic people when I've been like, ha- you know, have a have a girl like, you know, when I, like when I was single in New York, you'd have you, you wouldn't be desperate because everyone was kind of fucking each other. And you just we'd be like, I, I, I'm not like I'm not super desperate to have sex. So then I'll meet a 
cute girl and I won't blow it right away because I'll be like, oh, I need this. Yeah, yeah. And you like some of the best to, girls that yeah. I like that I like met. There's one. There's one girl. Uh, we we hooked up and uh, I didn't like call her the next day. I was I literally was just so busy doing other shit, work yeah. and all these other things that like finally she was like, what? Like, are we gonna go on another date or something? And I was like, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, w- whereas when I'm bored and I have so much free time. I'll I'll be like let's fall in love this week and it always backfires. <laughs> let's fall in love this week. Hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to just fall in, fall love, in love, love? Rent every Nicholas Sparks <laughs> film I can find. I'm ready to let Put my the hair pads down on. If you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's but I mean, have you had that sort of? Have you ever had that before? Where like it's in the bag. You you, you got a chick who likes you and you blow it th- through neediness or something. Huh. Or are you just that much cooler <laughs> than I am. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I love to think that I can relate to someone. I'm like, you've been needy before, right? And you're like, I don't. Uh. <laughs> I, I, man, I'm such a. I'm so good at hiding that. With, really, with women, I'm so good at hiding how I really feel and how I. Do think they? Does that women. bother them that they can't get to you? It's so attractive to them. Don't you find that it? that you're like something that they don't have the, all the answers to right away? It's like. It's not even all the answers. It's like I can come off as someone who's extremely secure and not jealous and fine with being alone, if that's the case. You lost me at not jealous. Yeah, not jealous. That's the key. Not no, jealous, but here, not needy. I get jealous. I am jealous sometimes, but I hide it very well. And I do that for a couple of reasons because it will scare them away. It will. Of course it will. Yep. Um I know that came off like a question, but it was sure. a statement. It will. Yeah, it will. Of course. <laughs> it will it scare will. them away. Because every girl has been with a yeah. nutso who wouldn't let them go. That's right. Including my girlfriend. She Look had it. an ex who like, what, like, yeah, if you're a good looking girl, if you have some sort of value, there's a guy who will stalk you and, and catcall you and corner you and know where you work and know right. all these things about you. Restraining so girls, orders are real. They are real. Girls have yeah. to have this thing we don't even know exists because we've yeah. never had a real crazy person follow us like sure. that. Who's stronger than us? The other reason is women, they deserve to be not treated that way. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I do that for them. As so well. you hide it. You, so, so you hide I your p- needs and your jealousy. I deny it. I push it in. Even how does that affect you by not releasing it? Do you have a friend you talk to? Do you, how do you let that out uh, so it doesn't stir up and go crazy? Sometimes there isn't any, so it's not a problem. But if there is, uh, I may talk to a friend about it. And nine times out of ten, the friend will snap you out of it anyways. Sure. And that's good because in the mind, you will you will make it way worse. It's my mind playing tricks on me, anyways. When we get the when we worst break, when we break it down, yeah. The, you, you just know what, what an asshole um, our e- our ego is. My ex, as a matter of fact, I remember this moment. My my last girlfriend, who uh, at one point, I mean, I'm talking months into the relationship, I actually said something that had upset me about je- it was a, like a jealous thing, and she was so surprised. And she's just like, I didn't, I didn't ever see that coming. Like you never, you never act jealous. I, I thought there was something wrong with you, like that you don't ever. Yeah. She's because like, every person I've ever been with, it, on some level, uh, you know, eventually. But that acts was a, a few months in, and that's a I safe time. It's not date one where you're like, uh, you texting somebody else. Like, <laughs> well, sure, that's just the proper way to do it. I think I may have even waited. Two, Show your cards when you. <laughs> sure, she actually said like, I thought there was something. I thought like there was something wrong. Uh, with the way that you felt about me, because you weren't, because you weren't ever getting jealous. I think on some level, women kind of dig that. It's sort of like a barometer to like how yeah. effective am I am in this relationship? How how bananas is he over me? 
It, ooh, he's a little. Ooh, he was a little jealous last week at the bar. That's kind of hot, you know. I yeah, think they, some women they like a little bit. Do. I may have waited a little too long to show it. Eventually, it came out. They'll they'll find that border. They will they will find that border. Like, all right, let's. All right, Jonesy uh, must yeah. not like me enough because he hasn't been jealous yet. Perhaps. So many guys are jealous Perhaps. when I post another photo with a guy. Now, granted, this is not something I did when I was younger. I'm in my 30s now, and now I'm play. I play it cool, and I think it took me a while to get this. You know. It's some of it is acting, but some of it is really. I mean, I'm not that jealous. Well, because I'm here's really the thing: cool. you're a good-looking guy. You've got more confidence probably in your 30s than your 20s. You know, you know that if shit hits the fan, you can walk into a place and use your wit, your karaoke, your you know, <laughs> you can you, and you. All can, I gotta do is walk into a bar and sing "Africa" by Toto, and it's over. And you're gonna flip some bitches. <laughs> Maybe not to just don't I'll do it on the rains down in Africa. Spread your legs. <laughs> Cafe is kicking us out. We're kicking mulch up as we speak. So yeah, so you've learned, but you've hit on some points. It's playing it cool isn't necessarily about hiding your emotions. It's about being trusted, like trusting each other before you share them. And here's the big thing that uh, in the whole scheme of things, in the end of that relationship, I didn't trust her very much, and I and I actually that came out later. It, with real talk, where I'm like, you know what, and I don't, I don't trust you with this, and I, I don't, and and it just came out. Was it like a self fulfilling prophecy? Did she give you a reason not to trust her, uh, or did your fact that you didn't trust her, uh, you know, in the end, she do something that was not trustworthy? <clears throat> well, no, she didn't. Uh, but there were all these other problems that we were having, and when you discuss some of these problems, like everything just comes out, and so that came out as well, and. Uh, this is uh, New York. This is here. Oh, this is here. This okay. Is here. This is here. This is a this is a, a recent breakup that happened around New Year's. Uh, oh wow! After New Year's, you did New Year's Eve together. We did uh, barely. Uh, yeah. So it was already on the outs. It was uh, it was already on the outs. We were having problems. We lived together. We went to the desert and got super high and came to both came to the re- realization that we shouldn't live together anymore which is a, how long which were you is living a fucked up way for? to spend your time in Joshua Tree <laughs> <laughs> you got to fucking pretend like you like the dust yeah, and the yeah. cactus so uh, yeah <laughs> this is great out here right don't you feel that you can see all the stars also we shouldn't live together <laughs> oh, you're okay. in a mental and physical yeah, desert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Tree man it is a spiritual place but uh, yeah. you know it might send you in different directions and we got real spiritual and deep that night and that's just another testament to how good the weed is out here. <laughs> uh, so, so we got fucking high. That's the irony. She flipped you this out is of your, that relationship. I mean, edibles will just take you there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we we thought we would not live together um, to try and make things better. And uh, we tried that. And it, and it made uh, things a little bit better. It lasted, a, but it only really lasted a couple months. That's a desperate move and one you have to make. Uh, you could either just break up or you could look at other options. And, um, and uh, Sure, we, we tried. Yeah, and it's important because, um, you know, my girlfriend and I, we fight, uh, uh, well, I would say it's a healthy amount. It might sound like more to the audience because sometimes they're like, dude, you guys need to break up. But it's like, well, look, whenever we have a fight, I talk about it on the podcast. Like, I, I've made this my kind of outlet. So it's not like every, whenever we have good times, I'm not like, oh, this week was great. No, it's only the shit that, that bothers you that you notice. Yeah. So we've, I mean, we moved in together as a means to, like, spend more time together because we were living in different parts of town and it's it was a cost saver. A lot of reasons. I was sure, like, this sure. makes sense. I'm already struggling to get here as it is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get here. And so 
for that for those reasons, moving in together has helped. But we're also in a tiny place. Like you know, you can only imagine. It's like you then have to be conscientious in a way that I haven't had to be since college, yeah. living with other people. Yeah, because small cramped spaces with someone else. And I used have, to do a bit about that in New York about living with uh, like couples that live in these studio. Apartments. In couples is way harder than having roommates. Yeah, because you know. When you have a fight, there's no there's nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. You can't go. So you end up saying sh- stupid shit like, you know what? You know what? I'm sick of seeing your face. I'm going to be by the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to hear you from well, this side <laughs> of the room. You don't go. By, you stay near the futon. No one goes by the doormat. <laughs> you, it's you, yeah, you, you literally turn into like a full house episode yeah, where yeah, you're putting yeah. a rope across the room like, I this know. is my side. That's right. Oh, your side's got the bathroom. <laughs> But I got control of the fridge, bitch. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, New York, living in a studio apartment with but a lover. But my place so. is all New York. My my apartment here is so New York. There's exposed brick. It's a, oh, my it's God. A, it's a studio, but like it's It's an exposed got, brick studio? Yeah. Enough said. That's so New York. So we have, and, and, and do I think that us upgrading to another place will solve all our issues? No, but it could help, and I'm willing to look at it because right now it's like, the best thing we have is a very cost-efficient small place, mm. but it's not efficient in the way where we. You, there's almost a mental like like we're not growing mentally because we're in a in a place where it's like, well, when Tasha needs to go to bed, we go to bed, or I put the iPad on with my earphone because it's like yeah, you have yeah. you have to be that That's way right. versus like just coming in because like you know we're just on a completely different schedule sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Did you get? Did you guys find that you were on different schedules and you're like walking ar- on eggshells around each other, or what was it that made you want to get out of living together, aside from the really good weed? Uh, well, it was it was an option that we thought was better than breaking up, so that was the main reason uh, why we decided not to live together. Separate bedrooms. It, I d- with, with, it, m- money oh, aside, separate bedroom seems like such a great idea. So, uh, I'm totally on board with that. I'm totally on board with I'll that. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Tasha's, uh, on, Tasha's on board with that, too. That's not something – I don't have to convince her. I think you, you could spend a little bit of time cuddling or doing whatever you need to do, <laughs> but then you buy. Yeah, I love that. We, uh, uh, she, she needed, she needed a, a, another reason, big reason, was she, she needed her space. She needed a place – she needs to – she's an artist as well. She's a bit of a tortured soul, and she needs place to just be alone in a room and cry if she wants to. Yeah. Um, write music alone, not have me come by for days. She needs that kind of shit. Well, you're able to, you're able to look at her in a compassionate way, and that's so important. Not to just think someone's being a dick to you because you're you're in their space. It's important to look at them and, and realize they are doing the best they can, and yeah, sure. maybe I'm in their way and I'm yeah. in their world. I, I think there was a lot of that. She and, and she's she's young, uh, ten, over ten years younger than me, and uh, she had never lived with someone before, uh, like a boyfriend. So all of her little flaws and things were never exposed. All of her. She, she, yeah, she wasn't used to any of this. She wasn't used to like always having your lover around, you know, not being like feeling like, uh, I think feeling like you had to be behaved all the time and, and not show your, your true tortured self in her case. Like, like so life, ex- life just makes exhausted. her, life just makes her want to cry sometimes her lot in life upsets her. And sometimes she just needs to fucking, and she would try and keep this in and not, you know, to, 
just to you not show that around someone. That's something she does alone in her room sometimes. We all do that probably sometimes. People, your listeners might do that. We, I guess. And how sad is it to think that your significant other is crying in the bathroom because they want to be perfect for you? Sure. Horrible. Sure. Because in the end, we're we're yeah. like we're pieces of shit, just like everyone else. We're we're good guys, but we're also pieces of shit. We are pieces, and of we shit. don't even you don't even know when you're being a piece of shit. So <laughs> I wouldn't even uh, I you, you just don't even know, and you're and you're not you're just being your honest self. You're tired, mm-hmm. whatever. And I mean, I don't know. My relationship is at a point where I don't think I don't think either one of us seek that alone time to vent. But I think it's still a, a proactively a nice thing to have. You know what I mean? Like it's I nice to it's have a nice. hike by yourself, but we still don't do it often enough until right. we've already crossed that threshold of like, all right, we're mad at each other. Have a good day. I'll have a good day. And then we get refreshed by hanging out with other people and her hanging out yeah. with her friends. And it's like, that should be a proactive thing. Every week you should, oh, you know what I mean? It, it, it'd be nice if we treated ourselves to that respect where instead of hating somebody because you just can't get away from them to being like, yeah. I'm go get a taco by myself across town. Right. There's, this is a good. This is a good approach. I think we and people need to configure their relationship like this. It's very helpful. Maybe not everybody, but I think it's healthy in general for people to have that safety valve. A like lot that. of people that have a nine to five, they get that. They get the yeah, time yeah, yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Then they can come back. How was sure. your day, honey? Yeah. But like when you don't have that, sometimes you're spending morning and evening, and you're sometimes it's too much, and then sometimes you're busy, and it naturally happens that you're just happy to see each other. Yep. But so when it naturally happens, you're like, oh, this is great, this is blissful. When it doesn't happen and you don't have an agenda, like with my relationship, if we don't have a plan, like today I had to do, I did like work on my taxes, so boring. And my girl's like, well, if you're not going to spend time with me, I'm going to go do stuff, and that makes sense. But maybe I should have been like, hey, I need to do this. I'm literally on the last day yeah. I can do this, and and it's uh, it's up to each other to kind of like, kind of guide your schedule so you're not like we sh- we have a shared uh, we have a shared calendar now. I I personally want to do it on our Gmail or you know or our Google our, calendar. I, Google calendar. Yeah, yeah. But she's she's so old school with that stuff. She has a book. She literally has to look at her book to know what she's doing. Come on. But that's what she does. But like okay. for me, it'd be like, all right, I got a gig. Put it in. You know, put it in the thing, and then she knows where I am, and that way we can plan around and not feel like we're wasting each other's time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the last thing I ever want is for her to be, like, waiting for me to get home, and I didn't tell her I had another thing going on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, it's, it's, it's in the end, that all boils down to communication, but it's about, like, sometimes you can't communicate what you actually need. Sometimes you just don't know. Like, I'm sure she didn't know she needed to just be alone or needed certain things because there's no guidebook for this. Sure, and she never, like... She never lived with with a boyfriend before to for this to really come up. So know? was it? She would have. She lived on her own before, of course, for years and years. But it was always like she had her own room. She had roommates, but own room. Close the door in the room. I'm in my own and, world. And maybe she needs. I mean, like, there's so many times like girls growing up, they don't. They're not allowed to have a lock on their door. Yeah, like yeah. simple things like that. Mm-hmm. That like their parents are. And I think it's more to, for women. Women are are really. Under the under the uh, the scope growing up because dads and mom they just don't want their ch- they they're very versus a lot of guys I, I, and I I know this is very general but a lot of guys it's like you just figure shit out on your own you're not your parents aren't necessarily worried that like someone's gonna kidnap you or yeah, things that's right. so then girls they get treated like with no with on such a tight leash that that they for the as soon as they're eighteen they gotta move away and their their parents. 
th- even w- w- you know through their best effort, drive them away. Sure, I mean, and, and then, a- and add then a, here add they a, are. Add a Jewish mother to the mix, and it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so at what now? Point? That wasn't the only reason, by the way, that she. We were ha- there were other problems with the relationship, but that was the main reason I think that we uh, we decided to uh, live apart and to try this. And uh, and then it, how long did that go before? Uh, Two months. Two months. Yeah, yeah. And then how many days a week were you then seeing each other when you moved apart? Shh. At any point did you think it was going to work? Or three or four. Okay. I did. I did. I really did. And then did she surprise you with it not working or did you both come to the realization? I think I was in denial w- about this because um, the writing on the wall was that this isn't going to work. Um, uh, and... She, but she was the one in the end who kind of really drew the line in the sand and said, "Yeah, let's." Is that I, a I, pattern? Do I you be away. Do you find that you'd rather uh, fix things than walk away from them? Hmm. I guess it depends on. Like, have you have you dumped a girl before? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, you and, and then I've also tried to dump girls who didn't allow it, so it's just kind of funny. That's too. love. That's yeah, love that's right it. there. When yeah, they yeah. let you dump them. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm denying your words. Um, yeah. Because uh, I've tried to fix my relationship uh, every single way. And I, Tasha's I, tried to walk away mm, from it every single way. Really? Mm. I'm not talking shit. She knows it. Everyone Damn. knows it. Okay. Okay. She's, uh, you know, we get in a fight. She's like, all right, this isn't this, – because she's threatened by – I mean, honestly, by all the times she's been told what to do, she's had mm-hmm. guys be like, "This is you no, know, like I need you." So she's like a um, little, little, little flighty or jumpy with that. Little flighty. Huh? So I got to give her space, come back to her with compassion and love, and say, "Look, babe, I'm not trying to walk away from our thing because of X, Y, and Z. Let's figure out how this went wrong and mm-hmm. let's really try to fix it." And it's a slow process. And if the other person's not on board at that point, it's goodbye. If yeah. they're not on board with like coming back together, I mean, that's the scary part is, you know, always reference Zach Brown. He has a song called like Goodbye in Her Eyes. And you just know it. You know when it's really like, all right, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. There was that. Yeah. Goodbye in Her Eyes. And, that's amazing. Oh, it's I a never great heard song. that before. Oh, I saw Goodbye in Her Eyes. That's poetry. I saw Goodbye <laughs> in Her Eyes. I saw that in Her Eyes for months before. <laughs> <laughs> Way before the desert. <laughs> you just put sunglasses on her. <laughs> Dave, I can't look at your eyes anymore. Dude, we're at an hour. Uh, right, we got to wrap this up. Um, you're going to have to come back on. Uh, wow, I very feel like soon. we haven't even cracked I know, the we surface of, of relationships. But that's good. Like, that means that means we're flowing all right. But so I have I have uh, very highfalutin ideas too about uh, you know monogamy and relationships and the nuclear family and everything that we're doing and how wrong it is. I'll have to come back. Well, and we can well, share give us them. a teaser because like, what's wrong with monogamy? Well, not so much monogamy, but let's talk about what we're all doing, which is so silly. Where we, you know, we uh, before we even discover who we are. Uh, we pair up with another half a person, and we we uh, we sort of say, "Hey, you're an incomplete individual. I'm an incomplete div- individual. Let's come together, make barely one in- in- one individual, and let's let's get off at the next exit that's on the highway towards full enlightenment." And then what world. happens? Everyone's it, so excited that you're together that you feel like, "Oh my god!" Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, we're so happy for you!" Blah blah blah. That's right. We 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 uh, we project all these things onto each sure. other. You got to get married. You got to lock her down. You got to sure. be this. Sure, and then we get off the highway of, of adulthood, we pull over, and we make a, 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 a fucked up child and raise, <laughs> raise a dysfunctional family together. And, and, Rinse uh, and repeat. Totally. Uh, 
<laughs> and now even I mean there's so many factors that go into it now these days too. I mean it's not only it's not only the neoteny that we see, which is the uh neoteny is a term that means the per- perseverance of juvenile characteristics into adulthood. Uh we're all ju- juveniles getting together with another juvenile and and deciding that let's let's stop living life and exploring and make a family like two idiots. Um, but, but we've 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 snuck past that now that we're, we're in our thirties, uh, uh, to an extent. To an we extent. missed that, Although that I, first mistake of a twenty-two year old sure. marriage. I mean, I'm saying, I mean, it's hard though. I mean, it's like, uh, I feel like you got to live long enough to see to really figure out what's going on in the world. I feel like you got to live long enough to really get your shit together and be a mature adult. And I think waiting till you're 40 is, like, completely acceptable um, given the current lifespan that we have. And it takes that long to, f- to really see what's going on. You've got to see the game play out. If you just come to a baseball game and you sit and you only watch the first three innings, you think you know what's going on, but you really need to see it play out. You haven't even seen the closer see, yet. See, that's what I do. I see the guy warming up before the game in the bullpen. I'm like, yeah, I'll put a ring on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a good curveball. God, I've been looking for a lefty. Getting, hey, Southpaw. Off hey, Southpaw, <laughs> nice ass. Uh, They're like, you're going to have to leave this stadium right now. You're like, oh, shit, I've done it again. (laughs) Now, we're all patting ourselves on the back for, uh, you know, bringing technology into the mix and allowing us uh, to to explore more options now. Um, But I don't think that's solving the problem. Um, I still – it's great to have more options. But that's kind of the beauty is that you have to fail. Everyone has to fail enough to figure it out. I I totally agree. It's sad when you have to fail with a family and a prenup and. But how? Yeah, how do you fail though? How do you fail properly? Like, so look at look at. There's the dating apps, right? And I've I just gone on these things for the first time ever in my life. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I'm a bit let down, but like that's on a whole other podcast. uh, but, by the way, if you really want to date Jones, go to um, Funny Jones on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> buy him a date. You a fucking thing. buy me a cup of like, coffee and I'll drop my panties. Dating, <laughs> dating app. Sugar daddy over uh, here. Yeah, so like – but we're not spending time to get to know these people with these apps. So like great, the options are there. But are, you, are we really taking advantage of the options? Because it seems to me like all these options are now making a sort of surface interaction – that you're not really getting to know somebody on the deepest levels. You're not really getting to uh, yeah. experience what this person is. And nor do you really need to because there's another swipe on the way. There's another option on the way. So um, Tinder is basically going – it's like going to 7-Eleven and buying whichever like, like food isn't going to give you diarrhea. Like 100%. you're looking for the thing that's going to fuck you up the least. Sure. That is the most enjoyable. That is Tinder, 7-Eleven pizza. Exactly. Versus taquitos. Which one looks like it was uh, made uh, latest and is not going to give me the shits? And th- that's brilliant. And, and on, on what else? <laughs> that's, you're like, I'll say it's brilliant because I don't know what the fuck he just said. <laughs> that is out there. I like it. Uh, it so, oh, shit, what was I going to say? It, here's, what, here's what it sets up for, too. And this is a mistake. And I can kind of – I can attribute – the failure of my last relationship to something like this, I think. It sort of rewards, right? The, these dating apps reward the, the uh, irrational fall in love, right? So you go, oh, I meet this person. I meet this person. I meet this. I met this person. I, feel, I fell in love immediately. And then I spent all my time with this person. Or, and that's, I mean, you, you, you should know this. You probably do know this. Your, your listeners should know this. Uh, that is not ever the the way to do it. 
if you fall in love immediately with someone, that's like there's so much going on in there that too many it, too many drugs being released, too many. Definitely have your red flag up. That to, feeling, to be like, let's get to know this. Person. Sure, that's some high school shit, right? That when you, oh my god, you know, and I had that with this girl, and I hadn't felt that in, in a long, long time to fall madly in love at first sight kind of situation, which is completely irrational, and that is uh, that is not the way to begin a relationship. The, to really begin a, a long you're piecing together all the things you don't know about them into your ideal sense. So you're going, like, I don't know any of this about you, but I'll just ma- I'll just imagine that that's all perfect because this right. is good. And so these apps, and then you're only going to be let down as as it changes. Yeah, when you really get to know them, people say you know people say it's best to fall in love with a friend, and there's something to be said about that. It or maybe not not even a friend, but someone that you know, someone that you have known. This whole falling in love immediately with someone, it's so fake, and it's based on like you know the honeymoon feeling is a real thing and it's totally misleading and it can drag you into something what you think will be long term that will not be long term and i think these apps foster uh, they set up a situation like that where you go i'm gonna go on one date yeah. another Here's date another day oh my photos. god i found the one and yeah. boom it was on the all it took was that one. and now uh, you know it's the swipe it's like a you know ching 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 at the jackpot and you go and you, you, that you but you confuse that jackpot with um a 401k yeah, but you're like, no, that's just that's just ten grand that's going to get you through the the next uh, six months. That's not yeah. that's not a four hundred one k. That's not something you can re- retire on. It's just a glittery jackpot that you happen to win playing the fucking <laughs> the uh, the the little uh, you know. You need a chick you can retire on. You, you need, need an ass to retire on. There's so th- there's so much to this, and there's so much to the nuclear family and how all of this is just. A we're gonna we're gonna ridiculous. slowly but, break it down. I know my audience. I know I know they're I know they're gonna love this episode because we didn't we didn't rush into the goods. <laughs> we had a few. We had yeah. some fun, but look, this is like part one of this is like a Ken Burns ten part series. We I need love to get Ken into. Burns. Oh, the right. baseball <laughs> is the best. All right, so this was uh, this was the uh, first inning. Then this is the first inning with Jonesy. Yeah, uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, we're at seventy minutes. How can okay. people find you? Oh, we got Patreon is at Funny Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you what's could... your social media? So Instagram and Twitter are also at. Funny Jones. It's Funny Jones, F-U-N-N-Y-J-O-N-E-S, one word, like Funny Bones. Um, uh, on Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. Uh, my website is jonesy.com, and you can find links to all of those things there as well, a- along with uh, you can listen to m- my new podcast, which I'm new to the podcast. Yeah, what's so it called? My podcast is called Free Your F in Mind, and it's a uh, it's just it's a half hour long. I do it every other week, and it's a... Uh, it's sort of uh, a liberating – what I like to think a liberating podcast, uh, showing people how to uh, recognize and look through cultural illusions and not to depend on institutions for their happiness in life, for their, for their dating tips, for their art suggestions, for their health care, for you know, whatever. It's to look beyond culture, uh, not be disillusioned by it, and to sort of create your own little roadshow in life. Create your own little culture. Should we smoke some weed before we listen? Yeah. It sounds like Yeah, you probably it. should. Go yeah. to the desert yeah. <laughs> with your uh, soon-to-be ex. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, that's great. Have you heard of the app Laughable? Oh, yes, Laughable. Not a, sp- yeah. not a sponsor of mine. Not a sponsor, yeah, but I they're th- really cool. So if, so are you on Laughable? I think I think you got to make sure if you're not, I'll give you guys email and you got to get on it. So that way I can tag you in this. So basically, I think if, I if, am if, in if people listen to this uh, podcast, they'll see that uh, Jonesy's the guest. They can click on him and see any other podcast you've done. 
which would be like you you did you said you did Corinne's podcast, Guys We Fucked. I've done a bunch of podcasts as a guest. Yeah, yeah so yeah. go find Jonesy and you can go listen to all the different podcasts he's done. And it's I, I love it because it's the new, it's the new like social media way of doing podcasts. Where if you want, if you really like someone's point of view on life, you go hear them other places. So whether you're on it or not, get on it. I'll so get on it. Tag you on this. Okay. And um, for those listening, that's a great. It's a great tool. So we listen to Unlaughable. Uh, dude, it's been such a blast talking to you. We, we, I, I know. Uh, I know we just barely nicked the surface here, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's been a blast, man. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. I know a year ago we tried to, but I don't know what I happened. I know. Now, now it's official. Inning one uh, is done. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for being on the show, and everybody Thank have you. a great week. And uh, go follow Jonesy. Buy him a cup of coffee. <laughs> buy me a cup of coffee, bro. Can you tell I'm not caffeinated enough? <laughs> All right, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>